Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 5th, 2023. I'm teaching a series in 2023. I started on January 2nd. Here we are, May 2nd, and I'm still in the same series on the miracles of Jesus. This is part 73 of the overall series. And so we've been going through miracle by miracle by miracle. We got to this miracle, the last miracle, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And so as we're going through this miracle, we're taking our time. This is actually part 15 of just Lazarus. Lazarus all by itself, you know, is going to take a whole lot, but we're going through it line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept. And as we're going through the story of Lazarus, we're going to get to the story, the point in the story today where Lazarus comes alive. Man, this is going to be so good. So the title of today's message is Alive but bound. God wants you free. Alive, but bound. God wants you free. Put in the chat, alive, but bound. Put in the chat, God wants me free. God doesn't want you to be born again, but then still be bound with dead stuff. God doesn't want you to be born again, but still be dibbling and dabbling in the things of this world. God wants you alive and free. Put in the chat, I am alive and I'm also free. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. As uh, we prepare for the message, I want us to look at Psalms 126 and verse four. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. Whatever we lost along the way over the last few years, this is a season for us to get it back. This is a season of refreshing and restoring. The Bible says, restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing, I'm talking about streams. You know how a stream has a continuous stream, like a real flowing river? Yes, there's a river of refreshing that's flowing towards me. Oh, my God. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Dry hearts in this season will be drenched again because there are streams. There's a river of refreshing. But say that. Put in the chat. There is a river of refreshing that is flowing towards me. I, I'm in the river. I'm going to jump in the river. There's a river of refreshing flowing towards me. I receive it. All right. So let's get uh, into this miracle. We've been looking at John chapter 11 for a while. Let me just say something about these miracles and, and about preaching in general. I teach homiletics. So I teach how to preach. I teach how to uh, develop sermons and then how to deliver those sermons. And uh, I was going through some stuff with my class this, uh, this weekend and uh, teaching Bible college. Um, as I was going through like different texts, uh, these things just jump out of me. I, I love the word of God. You read the scriptures and all of these things jump out. This is why I could take my time through these passages. This is why I went on part 15 from right here in John chapter 11 and I and that we still have a lot more to go. I love the word of God and I hope that you love it as well. Obviously you tune in because you, you want the word of God and then I give it to you and preaching is God's truth through my personality. So I give you the word of God and I give it to you like a Dominican kid from Brooklyn will give it to you. All right, so here we go. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 41, New King James Version, the Bible says, Jesus said to her, did not I say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you 
that you have heard me. He said, I already prayed. You, you already heard me. I already know what's going to happen. I got it. Verse 42. And I know that you always hear me. Come on now. But because of the people that are standing here, I said this. I prayed out loud for the people that are standing here. Not because I needed to pray. I already prayed. I'm good. But I prayed out loud so that they would believe. He says that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 43. Now, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he, Lazarus, who had died, came out of the grave bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped up with a cloth. And Jesus said to them that were standing there, loose that man and let him go. Oh my God, I feel like preaching this morning. He said, loose that man. And let him go. Let's get into the text this morning. Let's see what happens. What does this mean for you today? Y'all ready? I know I'm ready. If, you, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. All right. I have six things to share with you on this morning. Let's go. Number one, when you live by faith, the Father can use you to do amazing things that defy logic, defy reason, defy common sense. Why? So he could be glorified on this planet. After all the talking, after all the tears, after all the delays, and most of those delays were, were instigated by Martha, by the way, even at the end when he was like, okay, let's get roll away the stone. And my, no, Lord, the body stinketh by now. After Martha's delays and all of that stuff, they finally took away the stone. And when they did, they granted Jesus access to their place of pain. Now, let me pause. I've told you this already in the series. But, but you, ha you have to grant Jesus access to your place of pain. He's not going to roll away the stone for you. If you have pain in your heart, you got to give him access to it. If you have pain in, in the deepest recesses of your heart, you got to open that thing up. You got to open up those wounds so that God can heal it. And after they gave him access to the place of pain, Jesus was then free to do what he was there to do. He was there to do it from the beginning. He, they had done their part. Boom. Take me the way you laid him. They had done their part. Boom. Roll away the stone. Now, Jesus was ready to do his part. Jesus had already prayed, but, but, and he already knew what would happen, but he spoke out loud and prayed out loud. He said, so that the people that are here would know that you sent me. Father, and Father, I'm calling you Father, not some despondent, disconnected God. You are my Abba. You are my Father. I'm praying to you like a daddy. I'm praying to you like I have a relationship. I'm praying to you like I'm your son. I'm praying to you like I have rights and privileges. I'm praying to you like that. I'm coming to you boldly. I'm praying to you directly. I'm not going through a high priest. I'm not going through an intermediary. I'm praying directly to you. And I, I know you, watch this. I love it. He said, I know you hear me. And you always hear me. And I said this for the people that are here. The people that are here, they need to believe. Listen, when you live like this, when God, when you live by faith, God can use you to do amazing things. And he will lead you to do it in such a way to where people acknowledge that the power, the glory, the anointing, the favor came from God and not from you. And remember, God, the Bible says that God has placed this glory, this excellence uh, uh, in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power of the glory would be from him and not from us. So God uses us in such a way to where God will do things in you, with you, through you, by you, but then just so everybody knows, he will use you in you, with you, through you, by you, but in such a way to where everybody knows it wasn't you. <laughs> and so, so Jesus is like, no, no, I'm doing this, but I'm not the one doing it. And so I'm doing it in such a way where everybody's going to know, watch this, that it was you, Father. So I'm doing it that way. I put in the chat, it's all about him. Put in the chat, I live to glorify God. Jesus knew that the miracle would expand their capacity to believe God. And then, so when everything was ready, after he had prayed, he spoke three words. Say three words. He spoke three words. Lazarus, 
come forth. Uh, let me pause here. I didn't mention this earlier, but I, I, I like when preachers say, you know what? He said Lazarus. He had to call him by name because if he just said come forth, every dead man would arose. You know what I'm saying? That kind of pop. No, no. He called them specifically. God, we serve a God that will call you by name. When you're in your dead situation, we serve a God that will show up and call you by name. Uh, and so he called them by name in the dead situation. Lazarus, come forth. And with those three words spoken in faith, that was it. He declared it in confidence, the power of God. And just like that, boom, Lazarus came back to life. What happened? He had been dead for four days. What happened? His spirit had been outside of his body for four days. And just like that, his spirit came back into that four-day dead body that was already stinking. And just like that, his heart started pumping again. His lungs filled up with air again. His veins started distributing blood again. The synapses in his brain started firing again after four long days, after his body was already stinking. He was outside of his body for four days and Jesus spoke three words and his spirit came back inside of his body. His spirit brought life to his body again. Say amen to that. That's the power of God. And you can do amazing things like that when you walk and live by faith. God will use you for his glory. There's nothing God can't do. Build up your faith. This series on the miracles is designed to get you to increase your faith, to build up your faith to where you believe. Put in the chat, say, I am a, a believer. Put in the chat, say, I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. Say amen to that. All right, number two. You can live by faith the way Jesus did. Put in the chat, I live by faith. I live by, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a born again believer and I am the just and the just shall live by faith. So I live by faith. I live by every word that proceeds from out of the mouth of God for me. I stand on the promises of God. I'm not moved by what I see down here in this world. I'm only moved by what God says to me. I live by faith. Now, for you to live by faith, this will require you to live your life open. To God. This will require you to meditate and medicate on the word of God day and night because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more word of God you hear, the more you tune into today's word, the more you listen to it later, the more you get the word down in your heart, the more you go to church Sunday morning and Wednesday night, the more you get the word down in your heart on a regular basis, the more your faith will increase and then you will live your life with your heart open. Say, I'm open, open to God. See, God loves all his children but he's looking for his children to live by faith. God loves all his children, but not all his children live by faith. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and not live by faith. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and live like a mere man. And God is not pleased with that. He is pleased when we walk and live by faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. That's Hebrews 11 and six. So Jesus is our ultimate example. Jesus walked and lived by faith. And we're supposed to walk and live by faith as well. Faith pleases God. And I'm going to please God. You know why? Because I live by faith. Say amen to that. All right, number three, continue to believe no matter how dead your situation seems. See, the whole point of this series on the miracles is to get you to build up your faith and to believe in a God that can do all things, to believe in a God that can do anything, to believe in a God that can perform the, the impossible and you can see the invisible. Listen, there's nothing God can do if a spirit came back into a body after four days, after the body was already stinking, and the spirit came back into the body, and boom, and the, the nervous system started functioning again. His brain started functioning again. His lungs started functioning. Everything started, but after four days, he had been dead for four days. If God can do that, then God can do anything. I don't care how dead your situation seems, God can do it for you. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Lord, you could do it. You did it for Lazarus, and you can do it for me. You can believe in the supernatural. You can believe in the impossible. Say amen to that. Number four, don't allow frustration 
to blind you from the possibilities of what God wants to do in your life. Listen, I understand anybody can get frustrated, especially when something like this happens where your situation dies and, and then it stays dead for four days. Mary and Martha were frustrated. Martha was more frustrated than Mary. And Martha was so frustrated that she was blind to what Jesus wanted to do. Never allow the pain of the situation to blind you from the possibilities of God. No matter how painful it is, you got to keep your heart open. Say, Lord, I'm open. Lord, do it again. I want to keep my heart open to God. I, I, I'm going to maintain joy and peace while I believe God. I'm going to add patience to my faith. I'm going to stand in faith no matter how long it takes. I'm going to believe God. God is still God and God can still can do it. And so if God, unless God tells me to move on, unless God tells me he's not going to do it, unless God tells me I missed him. Unless God tells me I pray for the wrong thing, I'm still going to continue to believe God. If I believe that God spoke over my life, I will never give up. I will never cave in and I will never quit. You listen to me. I'm one of those preachers, those never give up preachers. I, I'm going to preach to you. I'm, I'm going to make you build up your faith to the point where you can leap a tall building with a single bound. Glory to God. I want you to believe God. Put in the chat, say, I'm a believer. Put in the chat, say, I am a believer and not a doubter. I want you to walk by faith and not by fear. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number five. You can be born again and alive in Christ, but then still be wrapped up in dead stuff. Mm. You can be born again, alive in Christ, but then still be wrapped up in dead stuff. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus popped up and he struggled his way out of the cave. He was covered from head to toe with strips of linen. This is what they, this is what they wrapped up dead bodies in. And so he looked like a mummy. He was wrapped up like a mummy from head to toe, and he even had a cloth over his face. He was alive, watch this, but he was still covered in dead stuff. Let me slow down on this point. He was alive, but he was still covered in dead stuff. Let me slow down. Like Lazarus, when you first come to Christ, like Lazarus when he first came out of the, the tomb, when you first come to Christ, you can be alive in Christ, but still be bound. Your, your, your spiritual heart can be pumping. Your spiritual heart can be connected to the Holy Spirit and God is speaking. But you could be tangled up in dead stuff. When you're born again, your spirit is alive, but your soul does not know how to match your spiritual condition. Let me explain. When you get born again, your spirit is alive, but your soul, which is the way... Your mind, your emotions, your will, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make decisions does not know how to match your spiritual, your spiritual condition. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, any, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But just because it became new in the spirit doesn't, need, no, doesn't mean that you know how to walk in the reality of the newness of the life that Christ Jesus died to provide you. So, so you're born again. And in the spirit, you're new, but you don't know how to live that way. And so you don't know how to match your conduct to your condition because your soul hasn't been changed. So salvation is instantaneous, but sanctification is a process. So you were saved in a moment. How long does it take to get saved? A moment. But then it takes a lifetime to become the man or the woman that God called you to be. And so you were born again in a moment. But the only part of you that changed was your spirit. Your soul did not change. So let's say it this way. Let's say that you're going to Bible study on a Wednesday night with your friends. They invited you to, to their church. Let's say that right before you went to Bible study, you let them know 
that there's this girl at your job that you hate, that you can't stand, and you almost got into a fight with her on Tuesday. Like like you would like a like a fisticuffs, right? So you can't stand this girl, and you said the next time you see her, you're gonna slap her, right? And your girlfriends are like, don't do that, calm down. Why don't you come to Bible study with us? And then so you go to Bible study, and you go to Bible study, you're there, and the power of God hits you, the Holy Spirit convicts you, and you want to give your life to Jesus, and you get born again. So you got born again on Wednesday night. You go back to work on Thursday. Let me tell you something. The only part of you that changed was your spirit. Your body didn't change and your soul didn't change. So that song that people used to sing, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. No, 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 no. If you had a corn on your left baby toe before you got born again, then when you got born again, you still got that corn. Your body didn't change. The only thing that changed was your spirit. So let's say you go back to work on Thursday. When you see that girl, you may still want to slap her. And then you may be like, well, wait a minute, am I not a Christian? Yes, you're a Christian, you're born again. But the only thing that changed was, was your spirit. You can be born again, alive in Christ, and still be bound. You, if, you, if you came to God with hatred, bitterness, malice, a root of bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart, and you had addictions and you were just nasty to people, then you got born again. Don't think that, that that all of that is going to change overnight. No, that changes through the word of God. That G, Lazarus was alive, but he was still bound. And let me tell you something. There are people in church right now that are born again, but they're still bound. They're born again, but they are bound by the things of this world. They are born again, but they're like this. And so they, they need to be free. In the spirit, they're free, but in their soul, they're not. Your soul is your mind, your emotions, and your will, your thinker, your feeler, your chooser. It is through a constant and steady diet of the word of God that your soul will be renewed. Your mind will be changed. You will start to think and feel and make decisions like God. God, how do you, how do you think about this? Oh, I want to think about it the way that you think about it. Okay, how do you feel about this? I want to feel about it the way that you feel about it. How do you make, what, what would you decide in this situation? What would Jesus do? Let me make decisions that line up with your decisions. How does that happen? It happens through a constant steady diet of the word of God. You can be bound, you can be born again and still be bound. You can be born again, you can be alive, but still be bound. And that is not the will of God. So put in the chat, say, no, no, I am born again. Put in the chat, but I want to be free. I am born again, but I want to be free. How can you be free? It is through a constant and steady diet of the word of God. That's why you should continue to tune into today's word because it's not about me. It's all about him. The word of God is going to change you. And if you listen to the word of God every day and you and you think about it all the time and you meditate and you meditate on God's word, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. One day, watch this, something is going to happen. Like every time somebody says something, you used to curse them out or used to go off on them or whatever, and something is going to happen and you've been in the word of God, you've been going to church, you've been going to Bible study, you've been watching today's word, you've been getting, you've been reading stuff, you've been growing, and then somebody did something wrong to you and then you reacted different. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. And then somebody says to you, hey, bro, you're growing. Like once upon a time you would have, he said, and then you acknowledge it. Yeah, you're right. Man, I reacted different to that. You know why? Because you're growing. You're changed. Put in the chat, say, yes, Lord, I'm growing. Put in the chat, say, yes, Lord, I want to be free. You can be alive, but be bound. But if you watch me, you're going to be free. Say, I'm, I'm going to be free. Say, I'm free now. Say that by faith. Say, Lord, thank you for making me free. You got it? All right, number six, last point for today as we close. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it all by yourself. Listen, 
This is another thing that I love from this passage. After Lazarus popped back to life, after he's standing there looking like a mummy, Jesus says to the people that are there, this man is alive, but he's still bound. This man is alive, but he's still wrapped up in dead stuff. So he says to the people that are there, loose that man and let him go. What am I saying? I'm saying Lazarus couldn't free himself. Think about it. He's born again. I mean, he's alive, but he's bound. Lazarus could not free himself. Lazarus needed other people to come help him get free from that dead stuff. Oh my God, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. You need other people to come and help you get free from that dead stuff. When you come to God, you're born again, but you still you may still be nasty. You still may still be bitter. You may still be petty. You know what I'm saying? But you need other people to help you get free from that dead stuff. He said, loose that man and let him go. Lazarus was alive, but he was still bound. He had life but he did not have freedom. Uh oh, he had life, but he did not have freedom and he could not get free all by himself. Put in the chat, I want to be free. Lord, I want to be free. How am I going to be free? I need other people to help me get free. Jesus sent other people to help deliver him from the dead stuff that was keeping him bound. And let me tell you, God will do the same thing with you. You, you, you need to connect yourself to a body of believers. Surround yourself with people of like precious faith. God will send people to you, surround you with people that will help you get free from the dead stuff. You cannot do it by yourself. You were never designed to be a lone ranger. There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. This is how it is when you get born again. Are you alive in Christ? Yes. Are you going to heaven? Yes. Uh, is the Holy Spirit in you? Yes. But just like Lazarus came out of that grave wrapped up in dead stuff, you're born again, but as much as you try, you can't make yourself free. As much as you try, you can't get yourself out of it. Why? Because you need the help of other people. There are co-laborers in the body of Christ. There are people that will help you, brothers and sisters, young and old. You need people that have been through it, that understand the Bible better than you understand the Bible, that have been through some experiences that you haven't experienced yet, that will help you, guide you, lead you, direct you, pray for you, and pray with you. It's time out for people to be like, oh, I can do it all by myself. No, you can't. That we were not designed to be Lone Ranger. You were not designed to do things by himself. Lazarus could not get out all by himself. And, and Jesus said, loose that man and let him go. God will send people to you. Listen, the Bible says there, there's strength in numbers. Two are better than one. The Bible says there is safety in a multitude of counselors. You're born again. You don't know nothing. You're, born, you're a baby Christian. You need to be around people that have been through some stuff that can teach you the ways of God. There is safety in the multitude of counselors. Allow other people to help you in your Christian journey. There are people who want to help you and you need to receive the help. Say, Lord, I am open to the help. You have, you have to resist the urge to isolate yourself in the times of struggle. And the, listen, when he was standing there, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to try to get out of this all by myself, Jesus said, loose that man. And let, Jesus sent people to him. And Jesus will send people to you. You, you got to resist the urge to run away from people when in the times of trouble. No, in the times of trouble, you need people. We, we all face challenges. We all, we all have struggles. You could be born again and still be frustrated. You could be born again and want to die. You could be born again like Elijah and want to kill yourself. Want to get to the Lord, take my life. I'm tired of this thing. You could, you could love God and get to the point where you are battling depression and thoughts of suicide and all of these things. You need people. Jesus will send people to you and say, loose that man 
and let him go. There is strength in the body of Christ. You need your brothers and sisters. Put in the chat, say, yes, Lord, I need them. I need my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is why this is the Grace Life family. This is why we jump on here in the morning. And right before I even get started, somebody jumps on and says, Lord, hey, hey Brother Pina, I need you to pray for this. Right now, uh, I'm having surgery today. Or right now, my uncle is going through. Or right now, one of the people in my family is in the ICU. Or right now, I'm struggling with this. And they put it in the chat. And then all of a sudden, I share it. And all of you start praying. Why? Because we need one another. Why? Because we are a body of believers. We have a global body of believers and we have a great cloud of witnesses in heaven that are looking down. Listen, we need one another. You were not designed to do it by yourself. Lazarus could not get free all by himself. Jesus sent people to Lazarus and Jesus will send people to you. Man, I told you this was going to be good. I'm preaching better than you saying amen in the chat. I see. All right. But anyway, praise God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your spirit. Put, put in the chat. Somebody's praying for me. When, this is why you need to be part of a, a, a church. This is why you need to be part of a local church. You were not designed to be a sheep without a shepherd. You were not designed to be a bastard. A bastard has no parents. No, you need to be connected to someone somewhere. You need to be submitted to somebody's authority. You need to be surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. You need to be somewhere where when they're praying for the church, they're praying for you. There are intercessors that are praying. You need to be connected to a body. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. All right, let's close this out with a declaration of faith. Say, lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am growing in you because I am dying to me. <laughs> Loving you is killing me. My old man is dying the more I yield to you. Thank you, Father, for giving me real life examples in scripture that I can identify with. I can connect with the pain of Mary and Martha. I can relate to their frustration and I learn from them, both good and bad. I add patience to my faith, and I will never give up on you. I thank you, Father, for surrounding me with a great cloud of witnesses. I have brothers and sisters, and I don't have to do this by myself. You send people to me to help me and to pray for me, and I receive their help. Together, we will all grow into the people that you have called, destined, designed, and desire for us to be. I don't want to be alive, but still be bound. I want to be alive and free. And I declare that I am. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please, I told you this was going to be good. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not get my notes? Get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button on the top right, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I, while I was making that last point, I was hearing a song that says, uh, um, God favors me. And then somebody prayed for me. Listen, there are people that pray that are praying for you, especially when you're part of a local church. You need to connect yourself somewhere. Don't, don't, don't allow the devil to convince you, oh, I could just do it online. No, 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 no. You need to be connected somewhere. You need to be part of a family. You need to be connected where people are praying for you. And we, we need one another. We, we need to build each other up and not tear each other down. Lazarus was alive, but he was bound.
God wants you to be alive and he wants you to be free. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, I'd like to go back and read those comments. And then do me a favor right now, share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.